Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, January 15th. It's just moments away. But before we get into that, we need to thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. Unions like the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126, and District 8. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, sponsored this program, as well as the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, and of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Song of the day, Ben. All right. Uh, this is the 1973 version of a song by Tom Waits. Not the Eagles version. Tom Waits, old 55. Freeway, cars, and trucks. I love that song, D. The Tom Waits version. Not the Eagles version. Well, do your Tom Waits impression. I do, Tom Waits. <laughs> oh, you got a cigarette, man? Oh, yeah. Freeway. Cars, trucks. The Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. It is Wednesday, January 15th, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, legendary Chicago journalist Monroe Anderson returns. We're talking last night's debate with Samina Mustafa, and we welcome Jackie Algie of SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Now, hello everybody, Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Handshake Wednesday, and here's why. I saw the great Democratic debate last night. Six Democratic presidential candidates right up there on stage. They talked foreign policy. They talked health care. They talked trade deals. They talked about who's the best suited to defeat Donald John Trump. They talked all the great issues of the day. But what are we talking about the day after? Handshake gate. Yeah, handshake gate. That's what we're calling it. As in Elizabeth Warren, so mad at Bernie Sanders, she didn't shake his hand after the debate. That was the scene, folks. After the debate, Elizabeth Warren walked over to Bernie. Bernie put the big paw out. Oh, boy, was standing right there. Tom Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Tom Steyer was standing here. Hi, guys. I'll just hang around. And Elizabeth Warren pulled back her hand and said, uh-uh. And then they went at it. They started talking to each other. Steyer's like, hubba, hubba, hubba. What do I do here? And he, you know, beat the retreat. Mm, getting out of here. Although, you know, most people would hang around if they heard a fight going down. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, this is really interesting. But uh, I guess Tom Steyer was a little embarrassed. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was a showdown, and uh, let's it's like part three of the breakdown and the peace pact between uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. We all knew this was going to happen sooner or later. They're the two most progressive candidates uh, in the race for the nomination, the Democratic nomination, and obviously they figured out, they probably knew it all along, but they've come to the conclusion with the Iowa caucuses just around the corner that they're angling for the same audience, and if they're going to win the Iowa caucus if they're going to break out they have to undercut the other one and so the fists are flying metaphorically speaking they they've restrained themselves d uh up until now but as the new york times put it oh boy i'll tell you what stacy davis gates on the show that last week uh was teasingly calling me don king because you know you like to hype these things up well reporters love to hype political fights up and this is the lead or this is from today's uh story in the new york times 
New polls in Iowa show show Democratic voters are roughly split between four top candidates. The long-standing non-aggression pact between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders is in tatters. In tatters, D. That's a weird word. Tatters, yes. It's in tatters. All right, so what happened? All right, let's break it down. Uh, But we've been following this uh, for the last week or so. It all started, folks. I know there's a lot of Bernie bros out here. A lot of Bernie bros come through this studio. We're very heavy with Bernie bros, right, D? Uh, But it all kind of started last week, just saying, when the Bernie people started doing those scripted calls. Remember that? We were talking Mm -hmm. about that, where they were uh, sort of writing off Elizabeth Warren as a candidate of elites. And uh, Jimmy Dore is always ripping on Elizabeth Warren, too. He's Mm -hmm. a big Bernie bro. And so, you know, it's just this general antipathy. I love that word uh, that Bernie bros have toward Elizabeth Warren. Like she's blocking their way and they want to, it's not good enough that you promote Bernie. You got to undercut Elizabeth. So that was going down. Come on. Don't deny it. Bernie bros. Uh, Warren. Oh, I got Ben. Watch out. It's a Bernie bro. Oh, <laughs> oh my Lord. Coming at you. Man, I didn't see that Bernie bro. Incoming. <laughs> Bernie bros. Uh, Warren fired back. Uh, her campaign announced that in 2018, all right, two years ago, she had a private conversation with one Bernie Sanders. And in the course of that private conversation, Bernie told her that in his humble opinion, a woman couldn't get elected president. All right. That's what Elizabeth Warren said that Bernie said. Bernie vehemently denied it. Vehemently, D. I never said it. That's my bad Bernie imitation. Yes, it is. Uh, and uh, so last night at the debate, the, one of the moderators, I can't remember which one, put it right to Bernie. Did you say it? No, I never said it. He went on and on about how he didn't say it. And then the moderator turned to Elizabeth Warren. Oh, my God. You talk about picking a fight. And said to Elizabeth Warren, well, what did you think when Bernie said that? Not that, you know, well, Bernie said he didn't say it. What do you, do you, do you still stand by it? No. It's like, oh, yeah, forget his denials. What did you think when he said it? And Elizabeth Warren said, I disagreed. And so that's where it kind of seemed like Bernie said he didn't say it. She said uh, he uh, did say it until after the debate. When they came together, Bernie put that big paw out there. Elizabeth Warren said, uh-uh, negator. <laughs> No, sir. Slap that hand away. She was no, like, sir. Dikembe Mutombo. Get that weak. Hang baby. tight, non-sports fan. <laughs> I know. All my Bernie bro listeners like, what? Who? Dikembe Mutombo? Was he in the Clinton cabinet? <laughs> I'm all confused. Now, Bernie, come on. So there's some sports fans out there among Bernie Broers. Bernie Broers. Anyway, so that's the situation. She wouldn't shake his hand. Tom Steyer didn't know what to do about it. Afterwards, I, the, the funniest part about it was watching Tom Steyer get interviewed by old boy Anderson Cooper. Did you see that one? Oh, would you? Yeah. What they say? And Steyer wouldn't. Anderson Cooper must have asked him three different times what they said. And Steyer's like, not going to say. <laughs> you know, I'm running. You can ask me questions about. I know. The only thing they cared about is what did they say? It's true. I'm in the race. I exist. I'm important. I'm a billionaire. I'm Tom Steyer, damn it. Yeah, but what did they say? All right, anyway. Uh, So, you know, I've been thinking about this. I'm all over the map. This is one of many of those issues where I'm all over the map. On one hand, it doesn't sound to me like something Bernie would say, right? Just, I don't know. Just doesn't sound like something that Bernie would say. Well, shout out to KMA Barry. KMA Barry says Matumbo was Secretary of Defense. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, That's really very, good. Send him uh, a, a blue Cadillac, all right? We're not sending you anything, sir. <laughs> That's good, though, Secretary of Defense. You know, there proves my point that some of our listeners are sports fans, D. Uh, anyway, I should do Kemi Matumbo for uh, the uh, sports uh clueless people out there was a great defensive center for which team D? Well, there's a few teams. He was on the Nuggets, then he was on the Hawks. Very good. Then I, he was on the Sixers. Okay, enough. enough. Yeah, you're showing off your... your uh, oh, he knows sports. I just remember him for the Atlanta Hawks, because that's when the, he battled Jordan in a couple playoffs. Anyway, let's put the Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> Focus! Okay. <laughs> but I'm all over the map on this one, because on one hand, yeah, it doesn't sound like something Bernie said, but let's say he said it. Let's say in the heat of the discussion, he said it. And now if you're Elizabeth Warren, you're sitting there on stage listening to Bernie deny something that you know he said. I mean, I'd be pretty irritated, right, D? I don't know. I'm just saying, okay? I mean, I mean, you know, maybe she went up to him after the debate and said, you know you said it, you little beep. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, but here's the thing, man. 
Democrats love fighting each other. Sometimes I think they love fighting each other more than they love fighting Republicans, all right? So for all I know right now, hackers loyal to the Russians are right now, in, have invaded Bernie's uh, computers, Bernie's campaign's computers and Elizabeth Warren's campaign computers and extracted all these emails in which Bernie is saying mean, nasty things about Elizabeth Warren and Elizabeth Warren's people are saying mean, nasty things about Bernie Sanders. And on the eve of the convention, D, Right when the Democrats gather in Milwaukee to hold hands and sing kumbaya, we're all together in the, the race against Donald John Trump, the Russians will release those emails. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you'll see these emails where Bernie's saying, beep, that mother beep. And Elizabeth Warren's going, he can kiss my beep, beep, beep. That's the Democrats, man. And then they'll fight over the emails. And people like me will be calling for an investigation who hacked the emails. Oh, my God, my beloved Democrats. I'll tell you what, folks. they It's unclear whether they can beat Donnie Trump in November. But one thing's for certain, they sure love beating each other up. We got a great show today. Monroe Anderson makes his return. It's been three weeks, D. One, uh, you know, we lost a couple of Wednesdays because we were on vacation, right? Uh, for I got to admit. Christmas and New, uh, New Year's, yeah. I miss Monroe. I know. I t- <laughs> I talked to him today. I said, Monroe, we miss you, man. Oh, he's so fired up because right before we went on the air, the uh, c- the Democrats in Congress uh, sent the impeachment uh, articles of impeachment over to the Senate. Of course, the Senate's that's going to be a kangaroo court. But anyway, he'll, I'm sure he'll be fired up. Monroe Anderson's pre- pre- predicting that the Democrats, uh, excuse me, that uh, uh, Donald Trump would not be the president. You know, he'd be impeached or he'd quit or whatever. So uh, this is his big moment. Uh, he'll be here talking all about impeachment. Samina Mustafa, a good friend of the show, will be talking a debate. She comes on after every debate. I've talked to Samina. She's all fired up. Samina. Samina. She's a Come host, on. She's the host of her own podcast. we got to promote that podcast. I forget the name, but we got to promote it. <laughs> All right. Jackie Algy from SEIU Healthcare. She'll be in there talking about the Women's March. Yeah, we made a little debate talk from Jackie. I said, Jackie, get ready to talk about Handshake Gate. All right. You know, everybody's like, you got to take a stand. Was Elizabeth right? Was Bernie right? Should we just forget about it? We don't have any Bernie bros coming in today, D. Bernie Broless. <laughs> no Bernie bros, except for kind of you. But other than that, you know. <laughs> That's it. No Bernie Bros today, man. I kind of missed the Bernie Bros. But tomorrow, Miles will be in here, right? So we'll have a Bernie Bro in. So no Bernie Bros today, but a lot of uh, political talk ahead. But before we do any of that, the young man from Alton, the man they everybody now calls Dr. Doobie with the news. How's it going, everybody? Before we get going with the uh, local news, let's go to the YouTube live stream chat. Uh, yes, last night, the big debate. What's so funny? Why are you smiling? <laughs> so look on your face for it. Because you didn't deny that you're Dr. Newbie. Oh, because uh, I've decided to take the advice from one of our live stream chatters. I believe it was Kyle who said it. Uh, I'm going to embrace <laughs> my, inner, my inner Dr. Doobie. Why? So I'm rolling with it, all right? That's my 2020 uh, resolution. You're rolling with the Doobie. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Catch us both at Zadie's this weekend. Okay. Be good times. Uh, the debate was last night. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it if you're listening uh, live right now. Brianna weighed in. She says, I have to say, I think E. Warren has my vote. I like what she had to say last night. Plus, I need somebody to cancel my student loans. <laughs> I, listen, E. Warren is right number two on my uh, list right now. I, she's number two. Uh, and uh, still, Bernie's still number one. But, you know, there's still time. Yeah, I thought E. Warren was pretty strong last night, D. Oh, and also, uh, YouTube live stream watchers, sorry about that earlier. Uh, I didn't hit go live, so that's why uh, no one saw us there, that uh, whole opening. The song of the day. Oh, guys, you didn't get to hear the song of the day. Ben, hit him with the song of the day. We don't wow. want to deprive oh my God. him of that. All right. Um, song of the day. Right. Uh, so the song of the day today is the 1973 Tom Waits version and okay. for our downloaders uh you don't get to hear this we oh. do a song of the day at the beginning of the show in the live stream but go ahead okay and so it's called old 55 and i'm really into this song i loved it when really it first came out singing it <laughs> uh freeway cars and trucks uh the eagles did their own version of it but i'm just here you know i'm i'm gonna stick my neck out and say it d Tom Waits' version is far superior. And let's hear to your the- Tom Waits uh, version. Hey, don't, 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 <laughs> Tom Waits, I smoked too many cigarettes. 
<laughs> Is Tom Waits from Brooklyn? <laughs> I, I just start thinking Bernie. Twenty-seven dollars. That's my imitation of Dennis's imitation. You know, it was yesterday we did a. Uh, it was I think it was the bonus with Danny, uh, and um, so I did my. A Bernie was it? With, I I can't remember. I did my Bernie imitation, and there's like, like a polite, strained, embarrassed smile. Like that sucks. And I go, well, I'm really imitating Dennis, imitating Bernie. So I looked at Dennis. He did his Bernie imitation. Oh my God, that's great! <laughs> it's not that great. Come on, two, one more time. Ten percent. <laughs> all it is right. $27 alright so please weigh in with your thoughts on last night's debate we'll try to read those comments as today or program. weigh in which one do you think is better Tom Waits or the Eagles 055 I think most of you will have to agree with me Tom Waits is far superior to the Eagles version I agree with uh, our brand new uh, live stream chatter who just weighed in uh, by the name Supervisor Clinical Pack. no song is ever needed <laughs> Supervisor's tough, man. Yeah. Hence the name, Supervisor. No so kidding. used to bossing people around. Are you our boss? Are you the boss of the Sun Times? Are you our boss right now? Supervisor, no songs. Sit up straight. I am the supervisor. Yeah, sit up straight. Hold on. I drink my water. All right. Now let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. And Ben, that certificate you got from the City Club of Chicago last year may not be worthless after all. I'm glad we didn't pitch it. The mayor defended the City Club recently. More on that in moments. But first... No public event scheduled for our Illinois governor, J.B. Pritzker. So, obviously, he'll be listening to the Ben Jarofsky show. Now, I don't see him uh, in the live stream <laughs> chat room right now. So No, he, he's supervisor. He made, oh, he's my God. JB. Are you, is, that, is that you, J.B. Pritzker? Yeah, that's J.B. He's not going to call him, I'm J.B. He goes, I'm supervisor. Ah, no songs ever needed. <laughs> So, okay, sorry if you're listening, JB. Sorry about that impression there. But uh, so obviously, he's going he to be listening. He's going to be listening on the download. I yeah. imagine he's going to be downloading. So, uh, Ben, since he's listening, is there anything that you'd like to say to JB Pritzker? Well, I know he's steaming mad at me right now. Why? All right, because as you know, uh, JB Pritzker's a huge fan of the Eagles. Oh, and yeah. I've already trashed the Eagles. Oh, my God. Uh, the Eagles version of Old 55 sucks. So he's just hit, hit he, stop. He right. stopped listening. He's so mad right now. Okay. <laughs> he's on the phone with Lori Lightfoot. Can you believe this? Tom Waits? The Eagles put a melody into it. I can't believe this guy. So I believe, do you have an apology for JB Pritzker? Well, we just don't see eye to eye on it. Oh, I mean, okay. you know, I, I'm sorry I insulted uh, your beloved Eagles, but their version is just not as good as Tom Waits. Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski, by the way? Yes. The big, one of the greatest movies. Probably, arguably, I think even Supervisor will agree with me on this one. Uh, big Lebowski is the greatest stoner movie of all time. And there's that scene where Jeff Bridges gets into the cab and the cab driver is listening to the Eagles. He's like, it's just take the Eagles off. I can't deal. And the cab driver throws them out. Cause... Well, somehow your message to Jamie Pritzker <laughs> wound up on Big Lebowski. So we're just going to move on. <laughs> anyway, I know JB's a little upset right now because I trash his beloved Eagles. But come on, JB, just between you and me, you know Tom Waits' version is superior. Eagle. All right, moving on. Today, our Chicago Mayor, Lori Lightfoot, presided over the first Chicago City Council meeting of the new year. And the first one since reefers legal in this uh, city of Chicago, state of Illinois. Oh, which uh, Alderman showed up big. <laughs> which... <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I am not going to throw any of my beloved aldermen under the bus, so we'll just let that one go. Probably Rose. All right, the mayor met with the aldermen of the city to talk business. Now we learned last year that every now and again these meetings can get a bit dramatic and go off the rails. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that makes great podcasting content. So, yes, we are going to continue our city council meeting coverage into the new year. And typically on city council meeting day, the updates pour in throughout the show, and uh, we will be providing you with those updates. We have one update so far, and eh, not that dramatic, really. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and the one and only Fran the Woe Man Spielman. By the way, check out the Fran Spielman podcast every week. Chicago Sun-Times. Right talks, here in this studio. Right here in this studio. She talks with the uh, movers and shakers of Chicago. Had an uh, interview with Cullerton. I was just going to say for 10 trivia points. Now, for 10 trivia points, who's your next interview? Oh, I don't know the name. Well, it's come on. Recording it tomorrow. I forgot the name of the person. But uh, hey, that Cullerton interview is something. Huh? Turns out he has a, a history of the second city. Uh, yeah, he is. A, he's, oh. Okay. Am I allowed to let, let a little 
secret out here? Yeah, sure. Okay, so John Cullerton, uh, who is the former Senate pre- wait, I think he technically is still the Senate president, yeah, yeah. is he? But he's uh, retiring from the Senate. Very and, soon. Very soon, and stepping down. He's uh, reputedly has a uh, is a great comic with impressions and impersonations and stuff. And we were both uh, supposed to do it. We were uh, going to appear at a roast of the great TC, Terry Cosgrove. And I was very nervous because I had to go on before him. And he had this legend, you know, the legendary roast. Okay? I had to go before him. <laughs> yeah, Remember, yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah. I was like, well, I got to go after before Cullerton. Are you kidding me? The great Cullerton. I would have held my own in that one. Yeah, I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. All right? But he did He did, he did an imitation of uh, Daily that, uh, you know. Yeah? Did. Yeah, I saw it. I can't. I, I'm Was not, it better than, uh, I don't know, any impression you've ever done? Yes. I'm terrible. <laughs> I admit it. I admit it. Dennis, on the other hand, he he's, he's not going to do it, and I gets really upset. But, like, I could just go, this person, that person, this person. And he could do all those impressions, right? Like, D, right now, go. Uh, Ned Flanders. <laughs> I've never done Ned Flanders. I do Marge. Do Marge. Oh, homie. <laughs> What's the... <laughs> do, do what it, is the show? Do Millhouse. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, Bart. <laughs> My Millhouse actually isn't bad. Millhouse is excellent, oh, man. Hey, Bart. <laughs> uh, do Tom Hartman. I'm done with the impressions. Oh, okay. Come yeah. on, Hartman, please. Yeah, Tom Hartman, man. <laughs> You like gold? All right. Mm-hmm. Now, so we'll be keeping you updated on the, uh, where the hell was I here? All right. Know. One update so far on the city council meeting. Oh, yeah. What Not do? that dramatic. The following mm-hmm. comes from Fran the Woman Spielman. Mm-hmm. The city council urged to ban foam food containers mm-hmm. and limit plastic forks, knives, and straws. And, hey, here's a name we haven't heard in a while. Alderman Scott Waggispack and his free plastic-free water ordinance would give restaurants and takeout joints until January 1st, 2021 to stop selling or serving food in uh, foam containers or using plastic utensils and straws. Yeah, why did why did they need a full year? I mean, good God. How long, seriously, how long do you think you need? I mean, a month? It, I guess to get through all the back supply or whatever? I don't know. A year? Chicago restaurants and carryout places would be prohibited from using foam containers and required to provide plastic straws and food utensils only on request under a sweeping ordinance proposed by a top mayoral ally Wednesday to curb plastic pollution. All right, Ben, if you could, please grab that certificate. Oh, got yeah. Hold from on speaking at the City Hold Club on. of Chicago. Now, uh, last year I had Ben go to the event at the City Club. And uh, it was before all the uh, shady business came out. Oh, and he's okay. He's he's feeling it today. Uh, all right. So earlier in the week, Lori Lightfoot spoke at the City Club during uh, a fraternal order of police event. Before introducing the headliner, Charlie Beck, Lightfoot addressed the sold-out crowd of 300, and God bless her, the mayor defended the City Club. Now, Ben, please explain to our listeners who may not know why the City Club needs defended. <laughs> all right, City Club. That was City Club game. That when was that? That was this summer, wasn't it? All right, City Club is this organization of movers and shakers in downtown Chicago that gets together. I don't know every other week or every month. I don't know how, and they have guest speakers, and it's a very enlightened group of big shots. Okay, and it's kind of you know I'm not saying I hold a grudge against them because like 50 years went by and they never invited me, but finally I guess they were so desperate they invited me to come speak uh, in a panel group and they gave me this certificate. All right, I was like, oh yeah, man, I've made it. I was late to the show that day. Remember, D? Mm-hmm. I was late to the show because I spoke at the city club. I thought it was worth it. Uh, and <laughs> you never go out and do any events for the show. Uh, this is the one. Okay, that is not true. Don't say never. I mean, <laughs> never is a big word. Anyway, you're right, you're right. I went to the city club. They gave me the certificate, uh, and then lo and behold, the guy who was the president or the the big shot at the city club, Jay Doherty, got caught up in Commonwealth Edison uh, scandal. The whole federal investigation and the Commonwealth Edison, ghost payrolling and connections possibly to, to my beloved Democratic Party and Michael Joseph Madigan. And the feds came a-knocking on the city club. Though I'm like, the city club? Is nothing sacrosanct in the city of Chicago? Is nothing exempt from corruption? The city club was no... It was They would have these uh, discussions where learned people from Chicago would talk to the assembly about oh, corruption. The interesting... It was like, they're sort of like... You never heard NPR, the way they talk about sports? It's so ironic. It's 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 like ironic. They, NPR never wants to admit that the, the personalities that they like sports they have to treat it as though so ironic sports 
sports. <laughs> sports. <laughs> you know, like, oh, those silly people love sports. I kind of understand sports, but <laughs> isn't sports ironic? Anyway, that's kind of how the city club addresses corruption. <laughs> like, just putting aside the fact that they, like, Many of the wheelers and dealers and the movers and shakers in the city have been supporting corrupt politician year after year. I like him. He get things done. That's how Ed Burke got supported year after year. Richard M. Daly got supported year after year. Anyway, they all pretend like corruption doesn't exist in their world. It's like this little like fantasy world, erotic fantasy world, sort of like NPR talking about sports. Erotic? Anyway. Ironic. Oh. Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> that erotic. Like, oh, huh? God, you heard it. Well, <laughs> let's rewind the tape. Now it's like Bernie versus Elizabeth. Did he say it? <laughs> ironic. See? Clear as day. Anyway, uh, so they gave me the certificate uh, by chance. That week, I had on the show young Daniel, Danny Mahopoulos, a WBEZ crack reporter who loves sports and is never ironic about it, even though he's on NPR. Anyway, and... Uh, and unlike Tom Shuba, who's the reefer reporter, you called him a crack reporter. He's not, you know... <laughs> Ace reporter, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy Shuba, the best reefer writer in the city of Chicago. Anyway, um, so they gave me this certificate, and Dan came on to talk about uh, his ongoing investigation uh, into City Club Gate. And, and I've been sweating bullets ever since. Uh, yeah, because what? You thought they were going to investigate us? Yeah. Now you got that certificate. Got, no, You're involved this. with them? I don't know. But I, So luckily. I had Danny sign it. So I have a Dan Mahopoulos right. sign. Well, luckily, the, the mayor is out to defend the city club, all right? Here we have some quotes from Mayor Lightfoot uh, earlier in the week. Are well, you going to do your Lori Lightfoot imitation? No, I'm not doing my Lori Lightfoot imitation. Come on. Uh, Lori Lightfoot said, quote, It's always wonderful to be speaking before the city club, she told a group of business and nonprofit leaders. The city club is a very important forum for our city. We need to make sure this organization remains vital and strong. And I intend to do my part to make that happen. Ben, are we going to do our part to yes. make that happen? Yeah. I'm 100% behind the city club, okay? Here's my certificate. All right? There you go. I'm 100% behind the city club. And I love NPR, even though they treat sports. Oh, like, you sound like oh, you really love NPR. Oh, uh, sports. It's a really interesting thing. Huh. You will never hear this show on NPR, <laughs> by the way. All well, right. Never's a big word, dude. Uh, <laughs> full circle. All right. It was a clear message. The following comes from Illinois Politico, by the way. It was a clear message to the business and civic leaders that they should return to supporting this organization. Monday's luncheon. Lightfoot loves luncheons, guys. <laughs> Monday's luncheon was the first big event City Club has had since October when headlines emerged that the group and its longtime volunteer president and board member, Jay Doherty, had come under scrutiny by the feds. Ben covered all of that. So, Ben, your thoughts here on uh, Lori Lightfoot defending City Club. You know, I mean, that's good for Lori. Defend City Club. You know, the City Club's been around forever and ever. It's just sort of a tradition. You know, it's the place where anybody can go and give a speech except for Ben. And, you know, uh, it's... You need places like that, right, D? I just kind of think it's funny that they pretend as though, oh, corruption is this whoa, strange thing. Uh, I'm hearing about it for the first time. It's really interesting. Sports, how ironic. How ironic that Bears fans like the Bears. Interesting. So, anyway, I got my issues. <laughs> but I am I like the city club. What, what was that one we used to do? Uh, you There was a tape. I like... Puppies, remember that one? Oh, we played it yesterday. Oh yeah, so that's that's kind of how I feel about the city club. I like the city club. And for the record, oh, yeah. I love puppies. There we go. We literally played that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's on my mind. All right, now we're going to you on the Ben Jarofsky Show live stream chat. If you listen on the download, boy, you should join in on this live stream that we got going Tuesdays through Fridays, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and the Chicago Sun-Times YouTube channel. All right. Oh, Sergio Mims weighed in. Program note. I'll be on the Ben Jarofsky Show again Wednesday, January 29th. Yes, he'll be here talking politics uh, at the first stage, and he's going to stay around, and we're going to have a great Oscar discussion. I am fired. Ramana Hussein will be as a part of that discussion as well. 
Uh, it's funny, Sergio, you should hear this. Monroe wants in on the discussion, although he's only seen the Netflix movies. Okay, Here he is, Monroe. I just spoke about him, and he showed up. Uh, he's only seen Netflix movies. you got to see other movies besides Netflix movies. Uh, Sergio Mims has seen every single movie. So, Romana, so has Romana say It's going to be a great discussion. You know what we're going to do, D? We're going to tell you how to uh, who's going to win. So I'm not saying that people should go out and immediately gamble based on what we say. Just say it. We do not encourage gambling. That is correct, because it is a sick disease, as anybody who has seen Uncut Gems, which is perhaps the greatest movie of the year, that did not get any Oscar nominations. And we got confirmation here. Supervisor Clinical is not J.B. Pritzker. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, did J.B. weigh in? No, Supervisor Clinical weighed uh. in. Supervisor Clinical says, supervising at mental health clinic. Eh, sort of like being at work, watching live stream. All right, cool. All right. So, there you are. All right. So, uh, sorry see here. to say you were J.B. Pritzker. Our good friend Kyle, who uh, I believe it's Kyle's advice who uh, I'm taking in the new year. I'm embracing the Dr. Doobie. Uh, Kyle says, D, all Ben wants to do during this podcast is laugh and clap his hands for entertainment. <laughs> oh, boy, you're catching on to the first half hour of the Ben Jarofsky yeah, show. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Uh, Kyle also says Ben is also defending the City Club, too. The proof is literally in his hand. This? Boy, Kyle's giving you a hard time today. Oh, come on, I love Kyle. <laughs> All right, everybody. Kyle is listening. We love Kyle. I'm going to send him a certificate. All right, I'm looking at everybody else's uh, live stream chats here. We'll try to read more of these. Your thoughts on uh, last night's debate. Who won? Who lost? Who is Tom Steyer again? <laughs> All those questions. Provide your answers, and we'll be reading them on the live stream chat. And, of course, we'll be keeping you posted on today's local stories as uh, our program rolls along. Don't go anywhere. We're taking a break. And if you're on the live stream, you see the man sitting here. It's legendary journalist Monroe Anderson. He's coming up next. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show live from the Chicago Sun-Times. The Ben Jarofsky Show is supported by Northwestern University's part-time master's program in literature and liberal studies. Students learn from dynamic and diverse faculty as they build advanced skills for critical analysis, writing, and research. Evening classes are held on Northwestern's Evanston and Chicago campuses. The spring quarter application deadline is January 15th. Learn more at sps.northwestern.edu slash masters. Hey, everybody, what you're about to hear are the piano stylings of Jeff Manuel. Man, listen to Jeff go. Jeff Manuel has been playing piano around Chicago for years. He's played for conventions, for celebrities, played in basement bars with blues bands. He's played at prestigious social clubs, fine restaurants, and in the intimacy of private homes. Book Jeff Manuel at jeffemanuelpianist.com. Don't worry, I'll spell his name at the end of this commercial. You know what Chicago Magazine said? They said that Jeff Manuel is, quote, as comfortable with Chopin as he is with Cole Porter. He's excellent, and his performance is joyous. He offers an elegant stream of compositions and interpretations that entertains the mind but won't hurt the ears. To hear more of Jeff Manuel's work and to book Jeff for your next event, go to jeffmanuelpianist.com. I'm going to spell it out for you, people. J-E-F-F. M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy, U-E-L-P-I-A-N-I-S-T dot com. Take it away, Jeff Manuel. Commercial break over. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Live from the Chicago Sun-Times. And welcome back to Monroe Anderson. It's been three weeks, Monroe. Yes. Yes. Three weeks. We had uh, New Year's, we had Christmas, and then last week I had a reader retreat, so we, yeah. we didn't do a show. So welcome back. Did you have a good uh, holiday and everything? I, I had, a, I, I had a, a good holiday, good um, three weeks rest. Now you're ready to yeah, go? Yeah, because I didn't have to pay nearly as much attention to this stuff, so I I've, I've watched movies. I've watched TV shows, entertainment. Yeah. Uh, he saw the, the movie 1917. That's part of his uh, logic for why he should be included with Sergio yeah, Mims. Right, exactly. Uh, I tell you what, you've never... De well, see, the, the difference between Sergio and me is... I remember and understand the plots after I've seen it. Ouch. All right, Sergio, <laughs> he'll be on next week to defend himself. Um, 
As uh, we were coming into the studio today, uh, uh, Congress was debating the articles of impeachment that they have formally sent to the Senate. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But first, I got to get your opinion about something. This is the front page story uh, in the Chicago Sun Times, and uh, Monroe be. Uh, is a, a journalist. He's worked for the Tribune. He's worked for the Sun Times. He worked for Ebony. He's worked for Newsweek. Uh, so he's been around the block in journalism. But he also has had a stint as press secretary to uh, Mayor Eugene Sawyer back in '89 to '91. I want to say. Uh, yeah, so no, I always no, like to get he, you. He was, he was only in office for, for two eight, years. Eight, yeah, eighteen months. Eighteen, 18 months. months. Yeah, from eighteen. Yeah. 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 All right. So City Hall contract drama. This is an interesting story. Get your thoughts on this. Uh, I'll just, it's, the Sun-Times is very concise. La, Mayor Lightfoot wants to uh, look into giving LGBT-owned businesses a leg up, but some aldermen, citing the movie, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, fear it'll lead to fraud and fewer opportunities for people of color. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is one of the worst Adam Sandler movies <laughs> ever made. Uh, and uh, But in that movie, Adam Sandler and uh, who was the other guy? Kevin, um, Kevin James. Kevin James pretend they're gay so they can get him take advantage of some, uh, like a job or you get, like they would get preferential treatment to gay people. Anyway, it's a really stupid movie. Uh, but uh, so your thoughts on this, I'm all over the map on this one. What is your thoughts? Would you advise Mayor Eugene Sawyer uh, to pass such a thing? Or if you were Lori Lightfoot's press secretary, would you advise her uh, to champion uh, an ordinance like that? No. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's it's a bad idea on at least two two fronts. First of all, um, there's enough fraud and corruption in Chicago. Why open the door and 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 um, turn the cameras off? First of all. Secondly, when you look at the sheer numbers, there are more blacks in Chicago than there are lesbians and gays, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And if she gets away with this, she's going to alienate the black community. And she's not going to get, not all the black community, but enough of it where she's not going to get the vote she needs for re-election. But of course, considering all the challenges she has, maybe that's her plan. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You are really. Uh, uh, you're, that's a. That's even more cynical than I usually go. I'm all over the map. Uh, I hear what you're saying about potential fraud. Although they, they in the article they quote experts saying that uh, in California where they have such a program, there's minimal fraud, uh, and so it's difficult. I, I, I my my chief reservation is this. Uh, uh, con contra contract set-asides have been around for a long time, uh, largely to deal with the um, inequities that have existed forever right. in the city of Chicago, yeah, see, dealing with right. uh, black people in our city right. and, and, and getting the, the short end of the stick for as long as I can remember. Right. And it's like, it seems like they'll They're, do anything to avoid right. dealing with this issue. Do you follow what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. See, that's another thing. I, I don't expect you to know this, but I did one of the four Pulitzer nominations I have is for an investigation we did in 1978 on um, fronts for set-asides. This was uh, at, at the, the Tribune. Tribune. Mm -hmm. At the Tribune. And... Um, at that time, what we exposed was that Noah Robinson, Jesse Jackson's half-brother, was the biggest front man in Chicago. Mm -hmm. he, he, he was making like all kinds of money by pretending that his company was involved with these construction companies. Mm -hmm. And basically, his name was on, on the contract, and he was getting paid something, but no black people were getting jobs out of it. And it's and it's an easy enough thing to do. Um, you know, if if um, if you were in business and I was not an honest man, and you came to me and said, "Monroe, how much do you love me?" <laughs> and I say, "Oh, bid, you're so cute. Let me sign on the line. I give see. me give me a hundred thousand uh, dollars, and we'll, we'll we'll forget about it." So, in other words, you're saying that uh, I this program would even be more, uh, more vulnerable to fraud. Yeah, it's uh, easier. You know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 either either you're black or you're not black, but 
Well, I I, uh, uh, I hear you. This is uh, and, and then the fact that they're doing a study, uh, they're going to do a study about. Yeah. So this is also kind of a way of just sort of. And plus, well, the, the other thing is um, classic Chicago. Now I'm not an expert on LBGT people, but um, I wasn't aware that there was any particular discrimination against them in in business versus. Uh, other well, there's the whole issue of people who blatantly and openly won't uh, uh, serve uh, openly gay people. That's what the the wedding cake gate oh, yeah. uh, in Indiana yeah. Yeah. and uh, in Colorado, and both cases went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme and so uh, the Republican Party stipulates that there is a religious right that people have a religious right to discriminate. Uh, against gay people and when it comes yeah. to services yeah, and I, stuff. I'm so familiar. it's an important issue. Yeah, it's yeah. important, and I'm uh, familiar with that yeah. part. But the other I'm, part, I'm thinking about it, business. Yeah, in the city where of they, Chicago. Yeah, where they may not even know. There's no reason for them to yeah. know that you're gay. Um, all right, let's move on to the other issues of the day. And uh, the, that big issue, of course, is impeachment. Uh, as I was coming to the studio, I was listening to the debate. And I was I had my open mind, Monroe, okay? I'm very open-minded, so I... By chance, when I was listening to the debate, it was mostly Republicans talking. Yeah. Uh, your favorite congressman, Kevin McCarthy yeah. from California, was talking. Well, I, 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 think, I think I like Nunez and um, Collins even. Collins. <laughs> Collins from Georgia. Yeah, right. Doug Collins yeah, from Georgia. Right. I, heard, right. I heard him. Uh, and uh, a very enlightening uh, debate that they were, they were accusing the Democrats of playing politics. Uh, they were accusing the Democrats of having uh, a grudge against uh, Donald Trump because they just don't like him. Right. And, and they, they, they never tell you why, but they just tell you they don't like him. They just him. don't like him. Yeah. And, and they didn't like him until he became president. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say that. So what was your uh, response uh, to the debate? I've heard it all before. I mean, they throughout the entire impeachment hearings in the House, they made the same points. They've made those points over and over and over again. Um, as you know, I fight with right-wingers on Facebook. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> one of, the fa one of my, my, my Facebook um, frenemies um, pointed, um, put, posted something today about all the great accomplishments Trump has made which I don't particularly consider accomplishments, but for them they are. What, what, what did he put on there? Well, the, you know, it's the lies about how more jobs, lower black unemployment, on and on and on. You know, basically it's Obama's accomplishments that Trump has co-opted, and now they give him all the credit for Because you're saying that the economic rebirth, uh, the economic rejuvenation began under Obama. Yes. And, it's carried on into right. Trump. And, yeah, and when you, when you match him up um, job for job, Obama actually has produced more jobs than Trump has. Well, let's, let's, let's rephrase that. Yeah. More jobs were produced during the Obama years than during the Trump years. I've yes. always had uh, an aversion, Monroe, to give me credit to the president of the United States. There's fluctuation, you know, for whatever fluctuation oh, yeah, no, we're going right. through in the yeah, economy. Yeah. So I know, understand that in general, just but most people in this country don't do that. They're like, well, I got a job. I'm going to vote for this president. Yeah. Well, you know, but it's, it's like a TV weatherman or something. They have no control over what the weather is like, but people get bit upset with them when it's raining or snow or something, and they they love them yeah. when it's a nice, shiny, sunshiny day. Yeah. And so, the only thing they're doing is giving you the message. So Trump's message, which I see on your Facebook wall all the time, that, yeah. and, and it's not just your Facebook wall, but Trump sends it out uh, to deal with the issue of, of the fact that Trump is so hostile to black people in this country uh, and has um, just waged Twitter war against prominent black Democrats from the get-go. And now he, Trump is a, a racist. Okay. I mean, you can't be polite about that. What? I mean, just for an example, mm -hmm. people, they keep forgetting he has one token black on his cabinet. One token black insider within his whole administration. And that would be? Uncle Ben. Ben Carson. Yes. 
<laughs> I thought I was Uncle Ben. All right. Uh, so well, you might be somebody's uncle. I also. am somebody's <laughs> uncle. And uh, no, Uncle Ben is all our uncle. <laughs> uh, so, okay. And but whenever uh, people confront Trump with his record on racial issues, yes. he immediately comes back with, there have been more jobs, black jobs created, like, like a job itself is black, right? Uh, and when I, since I've been president, as though he did something in particular to assist black people get jobs. It's yes. kind of, you know yes. what I'm saying, Monroe? Oh yeah, no, that's BS. That's what it is. You know, I mean, he takes credit for anything and everything that happens to be good under his watch. And anything that happens to be bad, he blames it on Obama. The thing that's really interesting about him is he has this Obama obsession. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the things that he's destroyed. He did it if 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 if, if Obama introduced it. Well, that is so ironic. Uh, given what I heard at the de debate, if you call it a debate today, uh, the comments on the floor of the House where the, uh, the the congressmen were discussing the impeachment articles before they sent them off to the Senate. Right. And the talking points that the, the Republicans made, uh, McCarthy made, Collins made, is that the Democrats had a grudge against Donald Trump from the moment he was elected, and that everything they've done uh, was to tag him with the uh, title of being the impeached president. Everything they've done was to discredit him. And I'm listening to these Republicans, and they were saying things like, Monroe, I'll tell you what, if the roles are reversed, we would not do this to a Democrat. Right. And I'm like, you already did. Uh, you got <laughs> For not just not just Obama. Yes, Billy Clinton. Oh yeah. They, I mean, you and I are old enough to know. Remember, right. they waged war against Bill Clinton. So one of the reasons that Trump is president and Hillary Clinton is not is because the Republicans spent a billion dollars over twenty twenty five years demonizing the Clintons. The Clintons. And so it was easy when the time came. For them to turn her into this crook and this this and this all the nasty things they have to say about her. No, you're and 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 you're right. I have to tell you this. Um, it, it, that is an excellent point because even today, when I'm speaking with fellow Democrats, even right now on our live stream, I'm sure the, they're weighing in. There is an aversion to Hillary Clinton, and I hear this across the board now. Right, people, Hillary was flawed. Hillary was flawed. Right. Like, can we even get the issue of can a woman be elected president? Well, Hillary couldn't because Hillary was flawed. Hillary is flawed. Right. And it's like you keep pushing that message right. long enough, consistently enough. And, and it becomes a fact. It becomes a fact. Right. Now, and, and, you know, what's really, I mean, because I, I fought with right wingers on this issue on Facebook. And the point I make is, yes, Hillary was a flawed candidate but she was running against the most flawed candidate in American presidential history. I mean, and at the time, everybody was saying, well, neither one of them are liked, but Trump is, is, is least liked. Mm -hmm. And if you'll recall, those three, some, three, four years ago, every other week, Trump would do something Trumpian where the media would say, well, that's the end of his candidacy. <laughs> <'Cause Yeah>. nobody, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and her one thing, the difference between Trump and Hillary was they only had the emails to talk about on her, so they beat that horse to death. Whereas every time you've, Trump did something stupid or terrible, um, before a, a full news cycle had passed, he had done something else yeah. was stupid or terrible. No, so it was a moving target with him. Uh, Along to this point, um, uh, your your good old friend John Cash wrote a column today. Interesting. I, I read John Cash. You know, I like to see what the other side. I always point this out. I read the other side, see what uh, they're uh, saying. Maybe they can convince me, Monroe. I uh, have high blood pressure, so uh, I can't I can't put myself in danger. So anyway, uh, the theme of his column is that uh, if Michael Madigan, who is the House Speaker, 
in here in Illinois, were a Republican, he'd be removed from office because he is connected to Michael McLean's very complicated uh, scandal that we've been talking a lot about in this show. Uh, and, and there's an email in which McLean alludes to a rape in Champaign, and nobody knows what that rape in Champaign is, right. but it sure looks as though the Democrats were like covering up uh, something bad like a rape and champagne. Yeah. We don't know what it is all right. about. And uh, so uh, John Cass says, if he were a Republican, he'd be out. And I'm like, uh, let me just tell you right now, the leader of the Republican Party, the man that the Republicans uh, pledge their allegiance to, they wear their MAGA hats right. uh, in deference to, the man who controls the Republican Party with a single tweet is now facing a lawsuit from a woman who claims he raped her. Right. Donald Trump is and an alleged rapist. And there are 19 others waiting in the wings. There's uh, two defamation lawsuits, <laughs> right. I should say, yeah. for women who claim. Yeah, exactly. Say but were there, are 19, not, there are 20 women that claim that they were sexually assaulted by Trump. But see, that's. I give the Republicans credit to a large degree, Monroe. This is how focused they are and how dedicated they are to winning at all costs. On the one hand, some would call that corrupt well, and, okay. and immoral, but you give them credit for it. I'm giving credit yeah. for being consistently immoral and corrupt because <laughs> okay. it's all about winning. Yes. And if you want to control the Supreme Court, you got to win. Right. If you want to spend $738 billion, is it, uh, on defense, of course, the Democrats went along with it, you got to win. Right. Uh, so on one hand... The, the Republican Party uh, in, as having their favorite columnist chiding Michael Madigan for his role, uh, we don't even know what exactly is, to a possible rape case in Champaign. Right. And uh, on the other hand, they're supporting the president of the United States who's been accused by at least two women in lawsuits of rape right. you know, or sexual assault. One right. is rape. No, and, and who oversees the most corrupt presidential administration in American history. So I, 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 I have a really hard time taking Republicans. I'm listening to those arguments that they were making. They were advancing now how unfair it was. To I, I, oh, yeah, right. No, and I've, I've, I slapped them with the truth. So, okay, go and back. Then, so, okay. Yeah, I slapped them with the truth. And then they come up with another whataboutism. Which is one of their one of their favorite games is that okay, well, Trump Trump has twenty women who have accused him of sexual assault, but what about Clinton, Bill Clinton? Yeah, that's the game. So it's, it's it, they they just shift it yeah. instead of just dealing with the fact that Trump is one horrible human being. Yeah. Uh, and what do you say to them when they shift it to Billy Clinton? Um, that by the time when they shifted, then they go away because they can't they, they can't rebut what mm -hmm. I say. They they just you know it's sort of like um, you've been arguing with somebody and you slam the door. Well, uh, it, it, anyway, one Republican after another stood up uh, on the floor of the House today and uh, accused the Democrats of being unfair. Accused the Democrats. They did that throughout the impeachment yeah. hearing. I mean, and they 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 stuck with the same talking points because they have no zero zilch defense of what Trump has done. All right, now you <laughs> articulate as best you can what Donald Trump has done that warrants impeachment. What Donald Trump has done, and more importantly, is doing, is using foreign countries to influence the presidential next year this year's now presidential mm -hmm. election and so what he did with um the president of ukraine Zelensky, was he pressured him and bribed him into or tried to he attempted to uh, bribe him into coming up either manufacturing or coming up with dirt mm -hmm. on the biden's and he didn't care. What he wanted was to be able to have have a, uh, have have Z Zelensky have a press conference saying that he was investigating Biden for corruption, mm -hmm. and then that would have been his talking point from today till November, mm -hmm. just a constant as he did with Hillary and the emails, 
which um, a report came out last week that there was nothing to that. Yeah, uh, and uh, yes, which is interesting. Again, the Republicans are on the uh, the floor uh, arguing that how unfair the Democrats are and overlooking the fact that really the war against Hillary Clinton uh, in particular, was like a year in advance of the 2016 election. Uh, ben, uh, Benghazi, the email server, the whole thing right. uh, was nonstop. And then going back, you're right, connecting, go back to the 90s. Right. Uh, well, we can go back to Whitewater. To Whitewater, which yeah. led, ultimately led to the investigation uh, in uh, the Monica Lewinsky investigation and led to having evidence that Bill Clinton um, lied under oath, which was the whole basis of their impeachment. Right. So they spent, you're right, 10 years finding the one nugget of information they could use to impeach Clinton. Right. That uh, he, he lied yeah. about sex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, in, but this is the same uh, Republican party that is now saying how unfair the Democrats are, uh, to, oh, but they, let me tell you that there is a bright spot in all of this. And that is, yes. Um, the Republicans have been raising money off the impeachment, tons of money. Mm-hmm. However, um, one candidate, presidential candidate, Mike Bloomberg, mm-hmm. or Mini Mike as Trump is now calling him, <laughs> has pledged Maybe. to spend as much of his billions as he chooses to yes. against Trump, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't get the nomination. Yeah. Until November, he's just gonna he's gonna have his people, and while they got money, the Republicans do, they don't have Bloomberg money. They got a lot of money, Monroe. They, yeah, right, but but and Bloomberg has to spend it wisely. But I hear what you're saying. No, I absolutely no, hear what well, you're well, saying. Bloomberg is worth fifty billion dollars. Wow. The Republicans are not going to raise fifty billion dollars. No, well, Bloomberg's for Trump. not going to spend fifty billion. He says he'll spend a billion. No, 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 no. He's not put a limit on. Oh, he has not. He has I not. He's taking a limit. Yeah, no. Oh, he took that off. Yeah, right. He's he's going to go. He's going for the gusto. Well, that's a lot of campaign commercials, and he did say, "I saw this." Uh, we'll be talking to Samina Mustafa about this. Uh, he said that he would be uh, airing these commercials bashing Trump, even if he, Michael Bloomberg, was not the nominee. And furthermore, even if the nominee were Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, right. whose left of center positions he, Michael Bloomberg, disagrees with. Exactly. Bloomberg to call Bloomberg a centrist uh, is. is I guess that's where they, uh, it's kind of misleading. He's a Republican. He was a Democrat, then he was a Republican, right. and now he's a Democrat again. Well, for a minute, he was an independent. He's, he's yes, he was. All, a, he's, he's been, been all, all over. over. The place. Yeah, uh, right. One thing, he has a strong aversion to Donald Trump. Right. He, he gave a speech. I thought it was a compelling speech at the Democratic Convention in 2016. I don't know if you saw it on behalf of Hillary Clinton. Uh, where he said, I'm the real deal. I'm a real billionaire right. from New York. Right. Uh, let me tell you, Donald Trump is no good. And he's not a, and he really attacked him as a businessman, attacking Donald Trump's uh, business record. Right. That was his purpose yeah, of that speech. Exactly. No, because Trump is, if, if, if it weren't for the Russians, uh, Trump would be out, the, out on the you street. You have been saying that for three years. Well, Explain they, to people he, what you mean by that. The, the, the Trump, um, terrible businessman. And he, depending on how it's counted, he's um, been bankrupt four or six times. Mm-hmm. One of those times he got bankrupt was in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. with his gambling casinos. Yeah, and he because it, because he has this bad habit of not paying anybody back when he owes money. He, t- he goes into court and drags it out as, as he's doing with this impeachment now, and and you know and says that he 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 doesn't owe them. You know it's a hoax that he, he owes them the money, et cetera. He drags it out in court. I mean, it, he he has um, three thousand court cases that either he's been initiated or are a subject of in his his career, his life. Wow, three thousand. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he gets in trouble. American banks will not loan him money because he doesn't pay it back. And it's a bad credit risk. Deutsche Bank, which is owned by the Russians, 
come in for the rescue. And then he started lobbying, uh, laundering rubles. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing that since. And they, as a result of that, they love them some Trump. Mm. You know, Monroe, uh, my lefty friends, when they hear stuff like this, they don't want to hear it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It's They don't want to hear that, that Trump, Trump is... A, a, yeah, they feel as though it's... How do I put it? Uh, I wish we had one in here to defend... Maybe Samina will do it. Uh, I've had so many different people come in here. Uh, and it's not that they defend Trump's business practices, but they... But they're so far left that they like Ruskies. Well, no, it's not that. Okay. Uh, it's that they feel as though... Um, it's not going to turn the tides uh, in the election. It won't be the reason voters in Wisconsin go for the Democrat. Uh, and so it just, just doesn't make sense to keep pounding it. Except it's a fact. Ah. And it, what it does is underscore how corrupt and crooked the bad is. God. And so you, you don't pretend, okay, well, forget about that. Forget about the three wise. Forget about um, his, 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 um, his, his, his New York um, campaign corruption, mm -hmm. paying off um, Stormy Daniels and, and the um, play. And the other th reason is, I'm with you 100%, yeah. by the way. And I bring David Ferris on. He's coming on today, the Roosevelt uh, University professor who talks about how this is are issues that the Democrats uh, should uh, champion. I'm with you guys 100% on this stuff. Uh, the other thing is, I do believe this, and this gets back to what I started the show talking about. We're going to talk about it more when Samina comes in, uh, last night's feud between Bernie and Elizabeth. Democrats or people left of center love to fight with each other. And they, so they view what you're talking about as a remnant from Hillary Clinton's campaign, uh, and they don't like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And I, I, I like Democrats who dislike Hillary Clinton more than they dislike Donald John Trump. Right. And uh, conversely, Samina Mustafa has entered the building. Samina Mustafa has entered the building. Conversely, I know Democrats, and I hope she's listening to me because we're going to take a break and get her thoughts on what I'm about to say. So conversely, uh, I know Democrats uh, who are uh, madder at uh, each other than they are at Donald Trump. Uh, Hillary people who are madder at um, the Bernie faction than they are at Donald Trump. Right. Uh, oh, you, you know what's interesting? And I'm not sure the centrist of the Democratic Party will embrace Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren if they're the nominees because they'll be carrying on their ancient fight with yeah. with the lefties. They've been saying well, for 30 years right. that we shouldn't lift, listen to lefties. Right. Well, there are a couple of uh, sayings. First of all, um, about Republicans versus Democrats. Yes. Yeah, uh, Republicans fall in line. Yes. Democrats fall in yes. love. Yes. Yes. And then yes. the the other thing is the difference with the the Republicans and Democrats is the Republicans are quick to to go in lockstep, whereas Democrats um, are independent thinkers, and so they're like uh, uh, trying to round up cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, all right. We, we're going to take a break. Samina Mustafa is shaking her head. She, I don't know if she's shaking or nodding her head, but she's ready to jump into this conversation. She's uh, happy to see me. Yeah, and uh, so we're going to bring Samina on. We'll be talking, following up this conversation. We'll take the deep dive in the debate. We'll talk about Handshake Gate. We'll talk about all the issues of the day. We'll be right back with Monroe and Samina. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Did you know that 40% of the people in Illinois opt to be cremated? Well, it's true. And Chicagoland Cremation Options honors their wishes by providing cremation services directly to the general public. Chicagoland Cremation Options provides an affordable, ethical, and easy cremation arrangement, whether in person or online. Save thousands and streamline the process by going directly to Chicagoland Cremation Options. It's a family-owned business operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Here's how you reach them. Chicagoland Cremation Options.com. One more time. Chicago. 
LandCremationOptions.com. Let's talk about uh, the debate tonight. You worked for Presidents Clinton and uh, President Obama. I'm sure you did a lot of debate prep yeah. for those two guys. Um, who got close to their level tonight? Who impressed you well, on stage? You know, uh, President Obama had, yes, yes, we can. Yep. President Clinton had, uh, as you know, put people first. We have, damn it, I wrote the bill. So that's kind of the closest. Uh, you think Bernie last night no, had the no, best I moment don't, of the two I, nights? No, I think. Here's Endorsing I, Bernie, thank you no, very much. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that will not help Bernie right now, given his base. Uh, so here's what I think. I think Democrats love to fall in love. Mm-hmm. Republicans fall in line. Mm-hmm. And we're not yet in love. We're still dating. And that's the process right now. Okay. There's a lot more debates. Mm-hmm. And we're going to still date. How many, how many more dates before? Uh, a while. W- really? You're not, nobody's, ready to come, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's ready to come home and see the in-laws yet. No one's going to no. jump in the sack no, after not, tonight? No, no, no. No? Not, this is, no, we no, got a while. I see you and I, and every, we love this every inch. We're measuring every 25 yards, et cetera. This is a marathon. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 